ball of secret societies has controlled the world for over 200 years. And we get to be alive in the time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America and that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal, and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works, but only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America. And it will totally backfire. As America wakes up, unites, and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God, his remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And we finally will see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan, and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven, so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply, and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. All right, here we are on Friday night, praise and prayer. 
what a beautiful time to we get to be spending with you. You know, Gus is uh, traveling and just 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 coming up now and going to be here. So awesome! He even though he's uh, in a hotel, he's going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking about the Good Shepherd in John 10. So uh, awesome, awesome chapter in John. I think you'll really enjoy it. You'll enjoy some of this beautiful music as well. And uh, so uh, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be digging into this right here. This is. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Right here in John 10, 11. That's going to be the main thing that we're going to be digging into this entire chapter. And uh, so we look forward to doing that in a second. But first I want to lift this up in some prayer. Also uh, just bring Gus on, see uh, if he wants to pray or if he wants me to pray. See if he's, he's uh, give me a head, heads up, uh, Gus, if you got the sound working and everything. All right, good job. Awesome, we got shalom, you. Shalom, shalom, shalom. How are you today? I'm doing good. I just got in, just under the wire, got connected, so here I am. That's perfect. Wow, he got a full day of driving in. Uh, he's an Alabama to New York traveler, back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> so, but anyway, do you mind just lifting this up in some prayer to get this started? Sure, I'd love to. Mm -hmm. Abba, Father, Daddy. We love you. We pray for each and every soul that's listening to the sound of my voice right now and those that will come in after and those that will listen to this later on to the recording. We pray that you bless each and every one of them, Lord. We pray that you chase them down with your Holy Spirit, that you cause them to hunger and thirst for your word, Lord, because that's where the truth is. John 17, 17 says, you say, sanctify them with truth, and you say your word is truth, Lord. And that's what we're here to share tonight, and to celebrate you and to praise and worship you. Lord, let us be pleasing unto you. Let us keep our minds stayed on you and just worship you in this, in this meeting that we're having tonight. Thank you for creating a space for us where people from all over can come together in one place, in one mind, in one accord, and lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I not sure if uh, Facebook's working. The chat message is waiting for new messages, but so something's weird going on. Let me know if you're on Facebook. Make sure you do a chat there because uh, may have not connected. Here. I know that uh, Rumble is working. I see people on there and obviously backstage. You can obviously come backstage too for free now. It's a beautiful thing that we have is uh, something that people paid 1776 and the model we had before is we moved to a ministry model. We just said, let's pay forward like the chosen. So you literally can come in and get all that value that you'll see on that page if you just go to blessedteach.com, blessedtheenumberteach.com and hit the backstage tab. The show notes, you can sign up for the front page there. You can get to the neighborhood, which everything's there. All these free things are associated with there. You can name your price on a course that we have that's fantastic called the Impactor for Truth course at the training tab. All that's at blessedteach.com. So make sure you visit blessedteach.com. With that, we're going to get started, which is a beautiful song right here. This is a, a song at the cross. We're going to start with a couple of uh, worship songs. And uh, then we'll get our hearts right to be able to just uh, worship as we move forward. Uh, and learn I mean, learn the Word of God based upon uh, just having our hearts right. This song is a beautiful song talking about at the cross. I surrender my life where your love ran red and my sin washed white. I owe all to you, Jesus. What a beautiful lyric, huh? In Ephesians 1 7, that kind of points to is in Him we have redemption through His blood, 
the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He's the good shepherd. And we're going to be learning about that in detail here. Number two on this song, it talks about a place where mercy reigns and never dies. Streams of grace flow deep and wide. All the love I've ever found. On Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's Hebrews 4.16. This song also digs into where sin and shame are powerless, where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness. And this points us to Colossians 2.15. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Yes, sin and shame is powerless now. Why? Because of what he did for us at the cross. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and
peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, we're going to do one more song. Gus, I don't know if you can want, want, want mind reading these. I can. I can. I certainly will. I thought it might have been my connection here, but another person backstage said it was the music's a little in and out. I don't know if there's anything you can okay. adjust there for a second song. I'll do that. And I'll be reading this. Uh, so this is, uh, what's the name of this one? I can't see it. Yeah, the, heart, the Heart of Worship. Coming back to the Heart of Worship. Yes, sir. The first line we want to highlight is, I'm coming back to the Heart of Worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing that I've made it. That reminds us of Mark 8:34b, which is if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That was Jesus speaking, of course. And then also John 4:23b, worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That's the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. They're one. And then the second line we want to highlight is you search me much deeper. You're looking into my heart, how things appear. And first Samuel 12, 24, a tells us only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. And then let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord, our God. And that's first Kings 8, 16, a. And the third and final verse we want to highlight here is king of endless worth, how much you deserve, all I have is yours. And we've got Psalm 146.10, the Lord reigns forever your God for all generations. And he is a no, he is atoning sin. Also for the sins of the whole world, and that's 1 John 2 verse 2. Amen. Let's sing to this beautiful song. Yes. Praise God. Our devotion. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come. Longing just to bring. Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the It's all about you, Jesus King of endless worth No one could express How much you 
Father and Spirit and Truth. All right, what a beautiful song. We're going to be digging in right now to John. What comes to heart, there, Rick? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Is uh, well, I just lost it because I thought of the 
the Lord laid it on my heart. Isaiah 113, I believe it is. He was saying he's sick of our vain oblations and our incense is an abomination to him. Our new moons and sacrifices and our assemblies. And I think too of where Jesus came into the temple and turned over the tables because they turned it into a a money th a mammon thing, making money, and it wasn't really sincere. So he says, I'll bring you more than a song. I'm just I like to kind of just meditate on everything that he did for us while I'm singing and just give him praise and honor for that for my heart. And I think that's what he's looking for, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I'm, I'm going to reshare the sound one more time to see, make sure that, that we have the high quality stereo backstage. Guys, let me know how that here that sounds as we move forward. Um, but hey, Am this, I sounding good? Yeah, you sound my great. Voice right? You sound great for gotcha. especially for hotel. <laughs> that's it's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. let's dig into this. I'll read this. This is the this first part of the uh, first six six uh, verses of chapter ten. I'm the good shepherd. Says truly, truly, I say to you, this is all red letters of Jesus talking. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. He who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Gus, help us understand what they're saying to them. <laughs> oh, this is packed full right here. Yeah. Truly, truly, I stand to you. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door. Well, we know that Jesus is the door. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Right. And basically, God laid out the whole plan through his word, which is Jesus. He just now came in the flesh. And everything that he's doing is establishing that gateway, that door in, in through the veil to heaven. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, I think the lightning struck, and when he when he died, the actual physical veil in the temple was rent from the top to the bottom, symbolic of the veil between heaven and earth, where all the Old Testament they couldn't see, they had to listen to the prophets that God spoke through individually but now he's rent that veil so if we go through him through the word of god we can enter in uh into the holy of holies and bless our going in and coming out you know go into the holy of holies and sit with him in heavenly places when we have our morning time or prayer time or whatever and then come back out and here we are in the world because we're in the world but we're not of the world but we're overcoming the world mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, he's definitely the door. He is the shepherd. Uh, and then uh, to him, the gatekeeper opens. The gatekeeper's his father. So he opens the door to Jesus, and now we just follow him. Mm -hmm. If you try to go in any other way, well, we'll wait until we get to this because uh, you're a thief and a robber. If you try to do it through works or anything other than our belief in the fact that he sacrificed himself for us mm -hmm. 
we're not going to make it. It's it's like saying his sacrifice wasn't good enough because my goodness is good enough, and that's not good enough. That's just the opposite of what that the Bible teaches, right? Yeah, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. Right? And this is an important point. It's a controversial point uh, for people that don't read the Bible, and that is that the only way to the Father is through Jesus, right? And that means the people that teach that, well, um, this is this religion teaches on this part of the mountain, this one this part of the mountain, this one on this part of the mountain, but they all lead to the same God is a complete lie. That's a lie from Satan. Mm -hmm. There's only one door, and it's Jesus, right? And if you try to go any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So that this mm -hmm. also discusses all other other religions versus the relationship with Christ, the truth, um, the truth in the life is, is is so it's critical. They understand that this is exclusive. Jesus has made it extremely clear. He didn't give anybody a choice. He's not a right. Is that the only way to the Father is through Him? It's through this door. There's only one God. He's always been here. In His Word, Jesus, His first words were said to us was what? Let there be light. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning. God created the heaven and earth. And the first words he said was, let yeah. there be light. And everything else was established after that, following that. And he created this habitable space for his man. And on the sixth day, he created us in his image, told us to take dominion over everything, every creeping thing. Yes. I like to think of creeping things like the demons and the fallen angels and the little things that are behind that veil that we can see once we're in jesus we get discernment and we can we can see them but uh any other one that's a thief and a robber i think you touched base on it would be all the false religions mm -hmm. the, the devil comes to steal kill and destroy he wants to deceive you into thinking up a god conjuring a god of your own imagination oh god so good he's 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 gonna let me in <laughs> but no there's one way there's only one god that spoke to us from the beginning he's always been here and uh he's laid out his whole plan like he told philip it's coming to me now again philip was walking the disciples were walking along with jesus and they said show us the father and he'll satisfy us mm -hmm. and then what did jesus say or rather the father in jesus the spirit of father said philip how long have i been with you and you still don't know me but that's the word of god talking to him Mm -hmm. and the word of god's been with us since he said let there be light all the way through mm -hmm. he had it recorded in the bible for us it's, a lot of people are going to feel disappointed when they realize man i had it here all the time god gave me the answers of life right here it was right in my midst and i refused to look at it mm -hmm. so so important to to deny yourself forget your own feelings or the thoughts that come to you that push you away from the word and just get into it start reading it and you'll 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 find that it'll draw you in and uh so long as you believe you'll receive the holy ghost and and uh you'll grow and mature in your faith amen amen but this is a real critical point and that is right here uh, oops sorry sorry lois what i was trying to flip to was this right here 
is John 14, 6, right? I, I referred to this just a second ago. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the door that he's talking. It's critical that we we don't try to whitewash this, right? Like uh, many religions are trying to, I mean, um, churches are trying to whitewash um, this. Uh, even, the, even the Pope, right, starting to work with the Islam religion. This is, this is all other religions are false, and it's not even a religion, mm-hmm. right? It's a relationship versus all these legalistic religions that, that Satan tries to get you to make it more complex. It's a free gift, and, it's, and the, it's a, if the door's open, it's not locked, right? It's a free gift. Just open it, right? So that's a, that's a key to this whole thing, I, I believe. It's interesting. I would to, also contend, Rick, that, that, that a lot of the churches that teach works, Uh, and and competition between each other that's why so many people hate christians because they're trained to look down at people and say oh you got to come to church every sunday like me and you'll be clean you know it's not about our goodness Mm -hmm. it's about his goodness it's just once you believe in him start following him you plant his seed in your heart we speak and act from the abundance of our hearts we just be good we follow him it's it's effortless after we get rolling i mean there's nothing there's there's it's tough because you get persecuted and everything but uh the more you study him and follow him the more the easier it gets yes one more thing if i can say this because uh i see an image of the uh the temple and you know the tabernacle in the wilderness and temple are all pictures and images of the garden of eden Mm -hmm. where man met god it's a picture of christ uh, and in the Holy of Holies, I believe if you look, you got that veil that was rent, and that veil was four inches thick, I believe, into the Holy of Holies where God met the high priest once a year. Now, Jesus Christ is our high priest. He rent the real veil between heaven and earth, allowing us to go in and sit with him in heavenly places and come back or whatever when we pray. Um but if I'm not mistaken, there's five pillars in the front of that Holy of Holies entering in. And those five pillars are the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist, the prophet. Apostle. And the apostle, the fivefold ministry, mm-hmm. which the word of God is ministered through and delivered through to the masses. So isn't that an image mm-hmm. and a lot of churches don't believe in that they've got teachers they've got pastors um some of them have evangelists come in but the big one is the prophet i believe in the apostle mm-hmm. that they don't a lot of church most of them don't don't agree with but yeah not to mention just the, say, the activity of the Holy spirit i'm sorry go ahead yeah Yes, I just say you need it all, right? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and th- yeah. I was going to say not to mention just the power of the Holy Spirit and the miracles and healings that are still active today. Um, but that's that's oh, definitely yeah. And uh, this goes when he brought out all his own, he goes before them, and his sheep follow him for the sh- they know his voice. This is another tough topic because it starts bringing into predestination and the fact that can people really know the Lord before the Lord's opened their eyes allowed them right versus free will so this is a this is a very deep theological discussion that that people can have but the point is is that if god's chosen you you're gonna hear his voice 
right? And mm-hmm. so uh, those of us who are part of the remnant and really get deep, digging in, we know, we know when we hear from God, right? And we know, uh, and Jesus is clearly saying, those, those, those people hear his voice. A stranger will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the stranger. So these Pharisees and Sadducees, they didn't know his voice, did they? No, they did not, because mm-hmm. his voice, how do we determine his voice, Rick? Through the word of God, it's mm-hmm. the plumb line. It's how we know truth from fiction, essentially. And it's why it's so key and critical to know the word of God mm-hmm. and what the whole book is all about. Because then you get a better, deeper understanding. I was always taught that Abraham, Isaac, these were great saints, like somewhere between man and God or something, some kind of special beings, but no. The only problem with that is if you read the Bible itself, you find out they were sinners just like us, but they were chosen to deliver the oracles to get to Christ. It's clearly God's love and his His plan to empower us through Christ so that we can eradicate this evil off this planet. It's nothing to do with a competition between us being good and bad That's we're often taught. It's really about giving us wisdom and knowledge because my people perish uh, for the lack of wisdom, which comes from his word. Mm-hmm. It's it's how to, people don't understand, but it's a spiritual battle. And you hear these voices that you think are your thoughts, but they can come from heaven. They can come from the second heaven, from the fallen angels and the demons speaking to you. So you might think you're hearing from God, but if it doesn't align with this word, it's not God. It's it's the enemy trying to deceive you and think that, well, I heard from the Lord or whatever. And and the hearing isn't always audible. It's it's in your knowing, you know, it's uh your inner being. Oftentimes it's in your inner being mm-hmm. that you, you see these things. But a stranger's voice will they not follow? Basically anything that is misaligned with the word of God and his precepts, shun it. If you don't know sit back pray about it and ask him to show you if it's according to him or not err to the safe side and don't allow anything that you hear any precept any teaching be sown in your heart to seed cast down every vain imagination exalt itself against against his knowledge um and you'll be safe it's all about protecting you from the enemy so that you don't get oppressed with demons and all kinds of these these things that nobody wants, right? Who doesn't want love, peace, joy, long-suffering, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control? I mean, that's that's a good thing, right? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. That was a little rhyme I learned about that. <laughs> so, uh, love, joy, <laughs> peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> so, uh, But it's so fun to have the Word of God in your heart. That's a big key part about this. So, we go on and Jesus goes in a lot more detail this next whole paragraph. And he says, so Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal. Can we stop right there okay, quickly? Sure, go. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I got to throw this in right now after you say that. Because John 3, 16, so many people recite it and everything. But there's a depth to it. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. You could say he gave his only begotten word that those who believe in him would be saved. It's same thing. He will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. If anyone en enters by me, so it's not just believing in a man 2,000 years ago that was crucified. It's like, I'm good. Check it off the list. Now go on and live like I've been living. It's really believing in his word. So I'm sorry. I just need to interject that right there. Yeah, it's a, I always talk about yeah. it's, not, it's not the belief in your head. It's the belief in your heart. And that that's a real critical part about this. Um, because, there's, yeah, there's even scripture that says that people are going to drive out demons and Jesus is going to say, I didn't even know you. Right. So you can exactly. even you can even use the power of Christ, and the demons may listen. <laughs> Doesn't mean that you are saved, right? You have to believe in Him from a heart perspective, and because this, His word doesn't go out void, right? Mm -hmm. So if you speak His word and not believe it, but the demons will listen. Yeah, <laughs> so, but you don't have it in you, right? Obviously, you're gonna have a lot Amen. more power when you're using authority, but. Uh, this is so Jesus is teaching a, a long portion here, and this is one of the most famous verses. Is one of my memory verses is John, ten ten. The thief comes only to steal, and kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You've heard about the abundant life. There it is, right there, right in Scripture. The abundant life. It's all about John ten ten. Memorize that. Um, there's a beautiful program I talk about quite frequently. You can download on your phone. It's also on the web. It's called Bible Memory. So to take just search Bible Memory on your phone, download it, and just put some of your favorite verses in there. Start putting it in your heart. John 10.10 10 is a great one to start with. Again, pretty easy to memorize. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So talk about abundant life. That's something to really, really focus on. Um, this gets into, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. That's the, kind of the theme of this episode. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. Whew, a lot in here too, Gus. Um, we talked a lot about the door. Anything else about thieves, robbers, and the door? If anyone enters by me, will be saved. And you, you, we taught, you just talked about that, but the thief uh. comes... Or maybe anything more about the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Go ahead. Say my internet connection is unstable. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Because we're breaking up a little bit. Um, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Of course, he wants to rob us of our salvation, number one. 
He wants to steal everything from us. He wants to steal life itself from us. Um, and I'll say this, I've had periods of time in my life where I've been oppressed uh, clearly, uh, feeling down, feeling oppressed, feeling depressed. And I can listen to the word of God, set my mind straight, get my mind thinking on him. And it just, it just lifts you up out of that, you mm -hmm. know, because and you realize you're thinking on the wrong stuff. You're listening to the wrong, you're listening to a lie. That's why, because he came that we have life and life more abundant. Um, and he renews your mind. Or, <laughs> he's re yes, he's renewing amen. your mind. Yep. That's right. Um, as far as the hired hands, I thought of so many people in America, especially uh, in our church system and everything. You know, some people grow up and they say, I'm going to be a plumber. Some people are going to be an electrician. Well, I'm going to try being a pastor. That makes pretty good money. And I think a lot of them, they're hired hands. They <laughs> do it for the money. They think it's lucrative and they care nothing about their flock. You know, it's all about a name for themselves, prestige, getting their face out there and saying, you know, it's all, it's, it's all about them. But the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, and someone who follows Christ understands they're called they're actually called yes and we're all we're all called to speak his word some people choose to be a, a leader in a church or whatever mm -hmm. um but yeah that's the difference i think between hired hands and actual called uh pastors as one of the five-fold ministry teacher pastor you know mm -hmm. um the good shepherd i know my own and, and they know me. Um, he knows his own, like you said, Rick, excellent scripture to highlight here, I think, is that in the end, he's, they're going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, depart from me because I never knew you. Mm -hmm. And I always liken that to in the beginning with Adam and Eve. It says Adam knew Eve and they had Cain and Abel. It's like they were intimate with each other. And you know the intimacy I'm talking about. It's like spiritually, we know him because his word is in us. Mm -hmm. And then we birth new children into the kingdom when his word is in us. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's deep. But uh, so many people just kind of use his word. Like you said, just repeat it or say things they see somebody else say. And it's really not in them. They're really not hearing from God. It's not, a, it's not fresh bread. It's stale bread, mm -hmm. you know. Um, something they've heard from someone else. It's like the sorcerer wanting, following Paul around, wanting to say, "Hey, I want the, I want that Holy Spirit, so I can, <laughs> yeah. I can be." Oh, it makes it money. I with can this look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't. Exactly. That doesn't work, work. Work too well. See, I had some other scripture right here. What I just wanted. Yeah, to, okay. I wanted to look here just real quick. Um, this was to Samuel. In times past, when Paul was king over us, it was you who led out and brought it in Israel and the Lord said to you you shall be a shepherd of my people and you shall be prince over Israel I just wanted to show you that here we here you see David David was a shepherd right so he, he was pointing to Christ you know the the, the king uh, uh, through the, Divin, the Davidic king they talk about it a lot here's another one that talks about David and it, he took from the sheepfolds from the from following the nursing ewes he brought 
him to shepherd Jacob and his people and Israel inheritance. And this is a beautiful verse right here. With upright heart, he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hands. This is what we should be doing once we become believers, is we should just be have upright heart and we shepherd our flocks, right? As we become, uh, but, uh, but obviously this is pointing to the great shepherd, the good shepherd of Jesus. But David was called a shepherd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also Moses was called a shepherd too. So if you look here, and, uh, and this is uh, Isaiah 63, 11, then he remembered the old days of old of Moses' people where he brought them up out of the sea with the shepherds of his flock, where he who put in the midst of them his Holy Spirit. So here's Moses being called the Holy Spirit. It also says this where it talks about, uh, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So you can see how what I love is how the Old Testament just points to the New Testament and Jesus fulfills this. So he fulfilled mm-hmm. this, right? All these things point to the good shepherd from the Old Testament and we see it right here in the New Testament as well. Amen. Back when the, the one with Jacob and Israel, can you flip that back to that? Uh-huh. Uh, what did he say there? Oh, the very first uh, one. You shall be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Next one, I think, Next is what one? it is. Okay. Uh, from following the nursing ewes, he brought him to the shepherd of Jacob, his people, Israel, his inheritance, with upright heart. That's the same person from the beginning. Remember, Jacob became Israel. Yeah. So he's basically calling the seed of Adam. If you were born of water, the natural birth born of the woman um you're the seed of adam you're human made in his image and he's calling you he's calling you to become an israel because remember jacob wrestled with the angel of the lord and then he named him israel so it's like to the shepherd of jacob that's the unsaved the ones that are born of the water not born from above yet in my opinion and then israel is his inheritance that's the ones that are already so he's preaching to both and you know you can go to any we we probably got some people here out here tonight that might be on the fence and the lord's led them here i just pray god let something come out of my mouth or ricks or someone else in the platform here that that would open open the eyes of their heart so they could see uh what it's all about you know and and be drawn into the word of god yes and um that's a beautiful part about studying the word that's what we're doing right now digging in deep right about who this mm-hmm. uh, this shepherd is this this good shepherd he's the door yeah. he's the light of life he's the only way to the father right this is no one remember go ahead remember quickly remember david um he was a shepherd and going back to the hired hands that ran from the wolf well he took on a lion and a bar right exactly it did and fought him off defending the sheep of his flock. And that's the image, that's 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 a godly shepherd, right? He's gonna fight tooth and nail to protect his flock from the enemy. Yeah, and it's a, it's a beautiful picture, like you said. So here you have the Old Testament David who risked his life for his sheep. And then we see Christ literally giving his life for his sheep. Right, amen. Woof, total fulfillment, this beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. As you dig into the word, it's just so awesome. And so so there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, 
Um, oh, and we, we need to hit this. This is important. Verse 16. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So who are these sheep that are not of this fold? Now, some of the cults sit there and say, oh, this was, this was like a people in America, you know, during the, the Indians in America, or, you know, that were, uh, but that's, that's not what's talking about at all. So, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. Right, this is clearly talking about the Gentiles, right? Um, that 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 he. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So even though the, the many many of the Jews did not listen to his voice, that's why everything went to the Gentiles, and why the Apostle Paul really had a whole ministry to the Gentiles. So just like uh, I think this, uh, the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, "I will gather yet others." To him besides those already gathered out of Isaiah 56 8 so God was always planning on doing this all from the Old Testament he was gonna he was gonna bless all nations through it through Israel through Abraham's seed what a beautiful picture yeah, the promise made to Abraham that he would be the father of all nations mm -hmm. not just the Jewish nation so it's not just a Jewish book it came through the Jewish they were just the chosen he could have chose the French people the Italian people I suppose but he just chose the Jewish people to deliver his oracles it wasn't like they were yeah. special and anointed if they did it's it's when they followed Jesus but the other thing I thought of Rick too is remember when the disciples were upset because uh there was some people that weren't following Jesus as long as they're Mm -hmm. I can't, as long as they're speaking in my name, just let them go. Don't worry about it or whatever. You remember, remember what scripture I'm talking about? I'm sorry. I was like uh, looking up something else. So go ahead. What was where that? the disciples were upset because somebody, uh, they weren't following with them. And Jesus says, as long as they're uh, professing in my name, just let them go. Yeah, yeah. Because really you're going to have different groups on the way to the unity of Christ but definitely no doubt your analogy of the Gentiles and even those that are misguided I think that God's still calling still calling all the time amen different amen people coming in different yeah. times and that's why I just wanted to show this real quick this is out of uh, Romans 1 16 right where it says um, this for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. This is often said here in many translations, right? The Gentile, right. the Gentile. So, Amen. yeah, so that's what Jesus did. He, he was primarily to the Jews, right? But you see him talk, uh, and, just, and, and pretty soon the gospel goes all the way to the Gentiles. So that's the other sheep right here. Uh, that are not of this fold. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. But then we all go to him together as one. It's another beautiful thing here. It says, And Jesus came to him and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. This is out of Matthew 28. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So now we have... Jews and Gentiles and all nations. We were talking about this in the previous teachings, right? How important it is, every tribe, every tongue, and that is Jew and Gentile. So we become one here, one shepherd we, with one flock, 
And how beautiful that is. That's why the unity of Christ is going to start coming together when we come without spot and blemish. Mm -hmm. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, because in Corinthians 12 or 13, it says there's no schism or division in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I've always said for a long time, uh, before Christ comes back or can come back, all these denominational walls have got to drop mm -hmm. and everybody's got to be one in Christ alone. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we're going to see that happen. And we see... We, and and, I, and this is a beautiful part about verse 17 and 18. You really get into, um, this is what I call the assurance of salvation. Once you're saved and you've given your life to Christ, no one can snatch them away, right? It says, for this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down life on my own accord. So Jesus decided to do this. I have authority to lay it down. I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I received from my father. So you can you can just have a search of salvation. Just, he digs into that later as well. And this, this section will we'll wrap up. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he is a demon. It's insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Any thoughts there, Gus? Uh, it's still going on today, right? Mm -hmm. People that uh, believe in Jesus, people that don't. Uh, mm -hmm. People think the Bible's just an old ancient book written by man. Mm -hmm. But recently I heard, uh, who was it? Henry Wright. I was studying a little bit of his stuff. And someone came to him and says, I don't believe in the Bible because it's written by man. He says, well, who wrote the book that you believe in? <laughs> you know, but the Bible, the Bible is uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Holy men of God penned these words and delivered them, the oracles to us. So that's, that's where it's different than any other book out there. It's, it's holy. It's a direct word from God, the father, and uh, even though when you start reading it, it may sound weird, it's hard to understand, but the more you study it, the more you pray to God for answers, the more you get in a group and discuss it, you'll learn more and more, you know, mm -hmm. start making sense to you because it's all, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. so Amen. It's words of life, as Peter said. And it's interesting. And so th this guy made a really good argument that can a demon open the eyes of the blind, right? And so scripturally, you just see a couple areas where it says, the, Then the Lord said to him, this is out of Exodus again, He who made man's mouth, who makes him mute or deaf or seen or blind, is it not I, the Lord? Right. So clearly showing scripturally, if somebody's making the blind see, how could you not understand that's coming from you? And um, Amen. If that man was a Jew and knew that word right there, that would have defined it for him. And exactly. he wouldn't have listened to the voice of a stranger. That's right. Good point. Yes. Excellent. And it's just not in one place. Here's in Psalm 146 8. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Right. Again, open the eyes of the blind right there. So, uh, again, if they knew the scripture and really were had the right heart versus jealousy or versus um, versus these man-made rules and religious and legalism that they moved into, that's what we have to be careful as believers, not moving into religion and mm -hmm. and uh, and um, legalism to really 
understand right. that we need to love each other, come into unity together, especially around the major doctrines. And I guess I think we should move mm-hmm. to, a, to a beautiful song. If you wouldn't mind reading this one as well, as we get into just, uh, we're talking about how great is our God. Mm-hmm. Hey, how great is our God? There's none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. And that's Jeremiah 10, 6. And the second verse we want to highlight is the beginning and the end. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Revelations 21, 6a. And the third verse we want to highlight is the lion and the lamb. Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. Revelations 5, 5. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And finally, name above all names. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And that's Philippians 2, verse 9. I'll add one to that. I think it's Revelation. I always like this one. Revelation 19, 13 says he's clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Talking of Jesus Christ. Awesome. That's what we're talking about tonight, the Word of God. It's yes. all about the Word. Awesome. And how great is He? He's the beginning the end. He's the line of the Amen. Lamb. He's a name above all names. How great is He? Love this song. The splendor of a King Clothed in majesty all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. It trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice.
into one more here before we continue with John. This is a surrounded fight my battles. First, uh, Burster says, this is how I fight my battles. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. That's so important. That's why we do word and worship. We worship in between this because praise and thanksgiving is your weapon along with the word, which is a sort of spirit, right? We know in two Chronicles, it talks about how the army literally went in front of the, 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 the I mean, sorry, the praise band went in front of the army. Crazy. It says, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against them who had come against Judah. So they were routed and they all helped to destroy one another. Like I said, this is going to be what we're going to do. The cabal starting to do that right now. They're starting to destroy one another. Let's just keep praising. Second part of this says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than who are with them. And Elijah prayed and opened up the eyes of his servant, remember? It says, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Talk to her talk about chariots of fire. That's where it comes from, right here. 2 Kings 6, 16 and 17. And it says, there's a table you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. Right in front of our enemies, he's prepared a table for us. Psalm 23, 5 tells us that you prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And it's your body and the blood you shed for me. This is why we do communion. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. This is my body, which is given for you. This is a cup of the new covenant. My blood, which is shed for you. He shed his blood for you. Let's, let's celebrate this. Weapons, 
praise and thanksgiving. to move into some participation time from backstagers to just see if we have any discussion items anything that maybe um, that just kind of hit you while we studied uh, um, this first half of John 10 
Um, kind of marinate on this a little bit more versus try to get through all of John 10, but it's just a beautiful scripture here. This whole part is about, I am the good shepherd. Next week we'll move on, I and the Father are one, which is a good chunk of a beautiful teaching Excellent. as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I don't know if anything hit you while you were, were listening to those, worship those songs, uh, Gus, and then anybody else? Only that one, one will, you know, it's it's hard to to worship God and feel uh, anything from the enemy. So you know, it puts keeps a coal on the top of his head. It just really irritates the enemy when you were we're singing and praising Jesus. So that's the best way to get back at the enemies is just worship the Lord, sing. Amen. The other thing I thought about just in the whole general message here. A door. Think about what a door is. It's often you can see it like the wall, the wall on our southern border, say. We need a wall all the way across and then a gate or a doorway to come in where you can let those in through that are friendly. You keep the ones out that are back. So it protects us. It's a protection measure. And the door separates one space from another. So it's separating earth from God's space, from heaven. And Jesus Christ is that one way to get there through the word. Any other way, you're a thief and a robber, you're not gonna get in. So just yeah. for a visual image, that's oftentimes my mind goes into these pictures and images of scripture, which I've always thought it's like a picture book that we're supposed to see it with our gray matter and our little penile gland, our little light mm -hmm. that comes on there and see these things as images, but. I don't know if anybody else got anything else to share. Come on, somebody's got to have something. They... Now, Terry had something. I don't know if you want to unmute Terry or talk about that when you got goosebumps. Terry. <laughs> I, I have. It just amazes me how the Holy Spirit is so all over this ministry, Rick. Um, everything ties together. When we go to our group, um, our uh, Courts of Heaven, for the last two weeks, what we've discussed in Courts of Heaven has been followed through with the yes. Bible verses that you have portrayed, <laughs> yeah. you know, put out for us. And it's just like, I just get, I just, I do, I just get goosebumps. And there's just little revelations that happen, you know, going from Courts of Heaven to here. It, and it's just like, you know, listening to Gus just talk, and this just popped in my head. I'm not even sure what it means, but I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit is here. You know, you're talking about a door, and I'm going, so I just finished adoring. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about a door, and I'm talking about adoring. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's... There's a parallel there. There's a connection there for sure. There's a connection there. <laughs> and I just would encourage anyone. I, I absolutely am getting so much out of this group, Courts of Heaven. Um, Jesus was present mm -hmm. and he took away everything today and he filled us full of love. Mm -hmm. And of course we had to repent you know, it's just, it's just incredible. It's just awesome. And then to come here and have the scriptures that you're teaching be so in tune with what we talked about 
for over two hours today is you can't tell me it's not the Holy Spirit working. <laughs> can't make me you can't make me believe that. And I notice the nets going yay. You know, the people of us that were there just we talk about it, you know, because it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then you do type some things in here about uh, the uh, telling Julie, uh, see, it said something about, about Julie said, talked about the light will shine for us during the darkness, right? You yes. Can, you can know something, but it is remarkable how the Holy Spirit reveals deeper levels, right? So <laughs> You know that his light shines through us, yeah. that he's the light of the world, but it just, sometimes when you hear things, it just has a deeper meaning mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for you all. Mm -hmm. I just am so thankful for this ministry. We're thankful for you as well. You know what I, you know what I think of sometimes is our kids. When well, I'm telling off my age now, but light bright, light bright, breaking things. Yes. Light. You know those little light pegs that you would put in. Yeah. You put these little light pegs in, and you're illuminating the whole world. You know, like yes. all those little light pegs. And then how about the easy bake oven? You put the bread. You put the bread in the oven, the easy bake oven, you turn the little light on and you bake it and you see those revelations from the <laughs> word of God. Yeah. It's like God's hidden in everything that we've had since we came into this earth. Earth, It's, it's amazing. But see, you know what, don't, don't you sometimes wonder, you know, I find myself wondering how can people not see it and how can people not believe? Because it's just so obvious and there's just such a, a peace and comfort about it you know so yeah i yes. want the lights to go off for everybody i want them to know i want them to know god like we know him amen amen, amen. kathy you had something yes i have actually two things to say mm-hmm Back in Deuteronomy, I couldn't find the text, but it's in Deuteronomy, mm -hmm. where Moses, or God prophesied through Moses that, uh, that the children of Israel would be scattered to the ends of the earth, and that at the end days, God would call them back. And so I believe that's what we're living and seeing right now, that God is calling them back, but that um, a lot of the people that that we're calling Gentiles were actually the 10 lost tribes being called back. And I don't know how many of you know this. Uh, Robin Bullock's talked a little bit about it, but I've done some a little bit more in-depth studies on where the 10 lost tribes went to. And they are mostly the tribal Indians of North and South America. And they were keeping feast days and Sabbath. And uh, I did hear this from Robin Bullock that they said their, the name of their God was Yahweh. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and then in the New Testament, Jesus said, I was not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's clearly the 10 lost tribes. So... Mm -hmm. And so we can see that even though we're calling them Gentiles, they're truly part of the house of Israel that God is calling back. 
and a lot of them have lost their identity. And it's amazing that the, the ones called the Jews was the house of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin and half the tribe of Levi, that is what we call Jews today, that, um, that they have an identity at all after 2,000 years of being dispersed. They actually maintained their identity and kept the feast days and kept all of that up. So they did have the land to return to. So it just shows the hand of God. It just, it just amazes me how you can see God's hand in every single thing and how everything that Satan tries to do to mess everything up, just it helps, it helps God's plan along for some reason. Amen. <laughs> Just like what's going on today with with uh, like the political nature and all everything going on, what everything the deep state does serves to open people's eyes more now, and it just exactly. it's almost like they said in that one scripture, uh, if the princes of this world knew, knew they would that's right. crucify the Lord of Heaven or the Lord of Hosts or whatever Jesus Christ, and uh, clearly he. Christ was just playing chess with him, and he he got checkmate when he when he when they killed him on the cross. They thought they were killing him, like he said, "I lay down my own life." Mm -hmm. right. They thought they were taking his life, but he was laying it down. It's mm. just it's amazing. Yes, yeah, and that's awesome. Man. He died on the cross for us because he chose to go there. All right, I guess he uh, he could have he could have not done that. <laughs> but he said, hey, your will, not mine. That's what we need to do, too, is just say, um, his will, not mine. And I want to kind of end this mm -hmm. up, up with, by just one more song about talking about how worthy he is. He's worthy of it all. This song talks about all the saints and angels. They bow before your throne. And the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. This is pointing right to Revelations 4.10 where we see the four and twenty elders fall down before him and that sat on the throne and worshipped him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Wow. The second thing this uh, song we emphasize in the song says, For from you are all things and to you are all things. Revelation 4.11 says, Worthy you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they and were created. Revelation 4.11. And this gets into a beautiful part about this, about day and night, night and day, let incense arise. And you, just, you think about that the priests used to do this um, every single day, right? They, the incense and... The, and uh, the incense actually represents the prayers, our prayers, the prayers of the saints. So from the rising of the mm -hmm. sun, even to its setting, by my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense is going to be offered to my name. Malachi 1.11. So let's just lift him up. He is worthy of it all. An awesome song right here. Mm -hmm.
Still know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Psalm 
All right. <clears throat> that does kind of wrap up our word and worship for this Friday. We'll be doing the same thing um, next Friday. So um, I just want to see if Gus, you had any, any uh, last words or thinking from that song about he's worthy of it all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he, through him, are all things because God spoke everything into existence with his word. So everything's created by him and for him, just like we were just talking about. He he uses the enemy for part of his plan when the enemy thinks he's going against him. It's really working to God's benefit all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. So it's like he's worthy of everything. He's He's the reason you can hear my voice right now and see my figure and understand it, that I'm another human like you. And it sounds deep, but that's the way I think sometimes. It's like, we wouldn't even be acknowledging one another if it wasn't for the God that created us. So why not worship him? Amen. He's worthy of everything. Amen. Uh, so thank you so much. When I was a kid, I just didn't look at a tree. I'd, I'd say, tell me you didn't do this when you were a kid. And say like, tree, tree, tree. And I think, why does tree mean that thing there, you know, and different things? It's like, uh, I, I guess I was a weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. We love your deep thinking, and uh, this is just awesome. So, guys, we, yeah, I would ask you to join us every single Friday night where we go over the book of John. We also do Word and Worship where I go over more of end times teaching right now going through Daniel and uh, a lot of other verses that are related to end times on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. CST. And then we do praise and prayer with this beautiful music or even do more music than in, a, in an hour and a half usually after each show on Monday and Thursday. Love to have you. Also bring your communion elements for this Sunday. We're gonna be doing communion this Sunday. And um, we just love you guys so much. We just love to have you be part of this. Miss Katie had a hand up. We gotta hear from Miss Katie quick before, before we oh, go. Oh, okay. I didn't see Katie's hand. Sorry had, about she that. She had a hand up and she took it back down. Go ahead. Oh, I thought we were ending. So. <laughs> oh, we got to hear from you. What do you got to say? What you got? <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about when you're like, tree. How do you know that's a tree? Because I used to ask my mom when I was a kid, if, if I see red and you told me that's red, how do I know that when anybody else sees that color, they're not actually seeing a different color and calling it red because you said it was red? <laughs> see, you're right. not weird. You're not weird. Uh, uh, other people think Either that or we're like both you. weird and y'all are normal <laughs> uh, what a beautiful uh, but we have a beautiful earth and a, and a beautiful God that loves us and he is our refuge so take refuge in him remember faith not fear faith not sight I've been talking about that so much and, and guys we're just so looking forward to continuing to be with you in this ministry if you want to be a bigger part of it it's very easy and everything's free you basically go to blessedteach.com blessedteach.com all oh, these shows are free the show notes associated with this is all free you also have a neighborhood which is really the facebook replacement where we're getting all together in these groups that terry was talking about that's all neighborhood.social that's free the link is there at blessedteach.com you also have uh, the ability to to uh, um, join backstage where we all are now, where you can be back here, share your testimony, just just be with us and chat with us, or just be back here on Zoom with 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 stereo quality music, 
and B, all the other benefits you get at Backstage. Again, just go to blessedteach.com and go to the Backstage tab. There's also training, by the way, uh, Impactors for Truth. If you want to be an impactor, understand how to really red pill your friends well, how to uh, share truth with them about the globalists as well as Jesus, uh, bond with and rebond with, with, with your family, as well as understand what your calling is, how God's going to use you. It's a little four-week online training course. You can name your own price for that. That is at the training tab, all on this on blessedteach.com. So please go visit blessedteach.com. With that, if everybody would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye, everyone. I'm gonna be beat you. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Shalom, yeah. shalom. Yeah. Hey, I didn't see you. I just saw. So thank you so much for being here. From you, all the way from Uganda. Hey, brother. Have, okay, Lois. <laughs> show off. She's a show off. She's making oh, Well, you can do it. You're doing it. You're doing it. I just have a flexible. I think it's genetic. I'm gonna, shalom, that's what I was going to say. I think it has to do something with genetics. Because try as I may, I can't do it. <laughs> All right. Yes, I can. I take that back. I can. I just have to cheat in the process. All right. I want to tell you, Terry, I was going to raise my hand, but we kind of ran out of time. But I think you guys brought the Holy Spirit with you today. Yeah, no question. You left the courts. I think the Holy Spirit came right with you. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, I am so filled. That is, that group just absolutely fills me to overflowing all right we got so guys uh, uh, thank you so much we appreciate y'all god bless love you guys